Welcome to Make the Grade with the success doctor, Stephen Green, where you'll discover actionable strategies to help your student to reach their academic goals, to excel at standardized testing, and to plan for the college admissions process painlessly. And now, here's your host, Dr. Stephen Green. Hello, hello, everybody. Steve Green back. It is the Make the Grade podcast. Yet another episode. we got a good one for you today. Those of you who are loyal listeners, and even if you're not, I have been doing a little bit of a series where I've been talking to parents about their experience over the last three months, which is to say in the shut-in and the COVID-19 world, but we have a special super parent today, not just any parent. We have a parent, Sherry Howard. I want to welcome you to the podcast. How are you? I'm great. Thanks for having me here. So Sherry is a parent and she's also a career educator. She's been a teacher more than 20 years. Uh, she is from Texas, deep in the heart of Texas. And, um, you know, she's been surviving this whole system, not just as a parent, but also as an educator. I think she's going to have some really interesting perspectives. Uh, and I am very glad that she's here. So Sherry, welcome. And why don't you just tell us a little bit about your background? What, what, what got you into teaching? Uh, you mentioned you originally went to college in Oklahoma and from a military family. Mm -hmm. Yeah, my dad was in the Navy. So uh, my dad was in the Navy for 20 years, and I was there for most of it. And when he retired, he retired in Oklahoma. So that's where I ended up going to high school and, and uh, college. I went to Oklahoma State University. So the thing was, um, I... I decided pretty pretty early on, I was good at a lot of different things in academics, but I decided pretty early on I wanted to do something with Spanish, but I didn't know what. And I remember seeing my parents come home every day. They were both teachers. After my father got out of the military, my parents both taught, and they just complained all the time about how much they had to grade and the parents they had to deal with. And I'm like, okay, well, I want to do something that I do not want to teach because clearly that is no fun. But... Um, as well, I went 21 years later, I know, I know I went eliminating <laughs> other careers and I'm, I keep looking more and more at teaching and I'm like, that's explaining things to people. That's taking the time to care about individuals. And I really like doing that. I've always done that in school. I've just turned around and helped people when they didn't understand their homework. I've done tutoring. I love explaining things. Um, and I don't know, I guess I, I don't know why maybe my parents were just with the wrong crowd or doing it the wrong way, but I love, I love teaching. I love my students. I love working with my parents. What uh? What are you? What grade level? I, I maybe should know that, but you're middle school. High I have school. I've taught high school for 21 years. I've okay. taught though adults and preschool, and um, a little bit of other grades just for a little you know not unpaid gigs. But I've taught I've taught preschool and adults, but I have mainly focused on high school. So let's put you on the spot a little bit here. How would you say I love teaching in Spanish? Me encanta enseñar. Ah, there you go. Yeah. Sounds beautiful. It's a beautiful Aww, language. Thank right? you. Thank you. Yeah, it is. So let, let, let's, let's, let's go here first. Um, let, let's start out as a teacher, okay? I, I don't think you or any of the other 98 million teachers in the world expected the dramatic shift that we all got in the middle of March or early April, right? No. Um, in fact, I don't think anybody even saw it coming, in fairness. So how, what was that like for you? What, what did you have to do to adapt how much support were you given by the school or the school districts? How did you find, I mean, I'm not asking a lot of questions here, but let's, let's start with what was your just general reaction to having to make that adjustment? 
that was, let's see, what happened for me was we went to spring break. Okay. And uh, I believe it was the second week of March and we never went back. Yeah, which is uh, not uncommon just because of the coincidental timing of a lot of this, right? Mm-hmm. And I think more than anything, I felt unsure of what I should be doing. Um, I think my two biggest struggles were um, not being 100% sure how to do this, which I guess, you know, how, how could you know exactly how to do this when you haven't mm-hmm. been doing it? Um, I mean, we've always used a lot of technology, but I've never just, just done technology. Um, and the other major concern was connecting with my students. Um, depending on the school district and age level and what's going on, um, it, it could be easier or harder. For me, I would contact some of my students. I had one who was an essential worker. I had another one who both her parents had been fired. Um, and so she was working on the side. She was working extra hours more than she probably should have been um, just to support her family. Which and those are just a couple of stories. I mean, there's, there was, there were two kids of mine that their parents got a divorce in the middle of the time and they just kind of shut down. Um, and then there were some kids that I just could never get contact with. So that was, that was really hard. Would you say um, we were all 10 weeks plus or minus having to teach under these circumstances, 12, depending on when it really got rolling. But would you say it got easier as it went along, harder, different challenges? What was your experience like that way? Well, in my experience, it got easier because I was able to network with my friends. Um, okay. Since I've been teaching for so long, I have friends in other districts, and I, I was reaching out to them to see what they were doing. Um, in our district, we had a lot of support, but there was no common, um, here's what you, you all are going to do. We don't share a curriculum in world languages. Ah. I do have friends in a district where they do share curriculum in world languages and the director sat down and said, okay, curriculum writers, what are we going to do? And the whole district basically did the same thing. So I was taking notes from them. I shared with them. Um, we ended up doing choice boards a lot. Also, I talked with my students, the Which students that I could get good. to show up to zoom. And I was like, of the things we've already done, this was probably week four. I want to say of the things we've already done, what, what really appealed to you, helped you the most, et cetera. And I took some notes from them and I started giving assignments that accommodated their learning styles. So yeah, that, that seemed to be a little bit easier. Uh, would you want to do it again? Like if, if we end up having to be on uh, you know, sort of a furlough this way in, in September, you're looking at that as a positive or you're dreading it or, I mean, listen, as a teacher, one of the reasons we'd like to teach or love to teach is because you get to impact people and you get to, you get that experience, right? I think anybody who really enjoys teaching always talks about that, that, in, you know, that's just sort of in, intangible of feeling like you're helping someone. And that's difficult, not impossible, but I think harder to do virtually. Mm-hmm. Let, let's, let's, let's go this direction for a second because you were simultaneously doing all this and parenting. So your daughter is 12. Is my husband Yeah. yeah good all job. Right. <laughs> Twelve. Twelve. May fifteenth. Duo. Isn't that twelve in Spanish? Uh, doce. So you're really close because okay. duo is yeah, kind of going back. I think to it Latin. was French. I get my French, Italian, and Spanish. It's so similar. Yeah. Uh, so you are at the same time you're doing all this, adapting to being a new sort of new style of teaching. Now you're also trying to get your daughter through eighth grade or seventh grade, right? She okay, so she so t- talk about that grade lower than you would think she'd be, but she was in fifth grade. 
Fifth grade. Okay. Yeah. So um, talk about that. How, how did how did that work? Good, bad. I gotta and tell you're you, lucky because from our prior discussions, your daughter apparently is is a pretty self motivated student. But yes, yes, which, which has to help. But yes, so she comes from a district where they did a lot on technology, anyways. So yeah. none of the technology was foreign to her. They all already had their own iPads. Okay. So this was not new. Um, we did not really have to do anything to go get an iPad other than pick it up one day at school. Um, and she's self-motivated and she's very mature. Um, I, and I do, I talked to several of my friends I, and I had some people that I, I had, for example, I had one friend who was just really down on herself. She has two kids. They're both younger than Allie. So I think they're 10 and eight, if I remember right. And they would go to her with their questions and she was working full time from home. Now, I didn't have that situation. Allie pretty much knew what she was doing, and I would check with her at the end of every day. But there are a lot of parents out there that would, they were really, really down on themselves. They're like, why can't I do this? But I was, I was telling her, I'm like, you are working full-time, and you are being a full-time teacher to two children. You, you know, and there's, there's just, and I'm sure a lot of parents out there listen to your podcast, and it is it's not something to get down on yourself about. She had to develop some strategies. Like her husband was working from home too. So they eventually had one kid sit up in, on the second floor where her office was and one kid on the first floor where his office mm -hmm. was. So they could kind of divide that up. But I think the worst thing you can do is feel like you, you're not good enough. Um, it's a lot that we asked our parents to do right now, a lot more than you would ever ask just a teacher to do teaching a full-time day. Yeah, no, I, I had interactions with probably really three, four hundred parents, probably, maybe even more. Um, and there was a lot of frustration, um, not because they didn't necessarily think their kids were learning at all. It was just it, nobody really knew what the standard was. You know, are we doing a good job? We're not doing a good job. Um, when's this going to end? Because originally when, when we got shut down up here, it was originally just for two weeks. And everybody thought, okay, two weeks, you can handle that. Then it became four weeks, then six, then they just went, you know, kind of nuclear option and just closed the whole school. Um, what, what I don't want to speak, or you to speak for her exactly. What do you think your daughter would say? You think she would rather have been in school, rather be I at home? I did ask her. Um, yeah, yeah. And what'd she say? You were asking me a minute ago, too. Yeah. Um, as a teacher, I want to be in front of the kids, and I want to be with the kids. Mm -hmm. As a parent and a wife, I love having the time with my family, which is weird because <laughs> yeah. I know some people drove each other crazy. And, and I think after she turned 12 teens, she started to drive me crazy a little bit. I don't know what happened, but, but I would say I like both worlds. Um, but she, she um, at, at several times said she really enjoyed being with us. And then towards the end of it, she was like, I, I just really miss being in class with my friends and my teacher. Right. The social aspect is undeniable or the lack of, I was, I, I don't know if it was sarcastic or not, but I was reading an article, uh, people questioning whether the birth rate during the COVID or the divorce rate is going to be higher. <laughs> uh, so I will see where that goes. But uh, yeah, a lot of people aren't used to being together. You know, a lot of people, you know, parents, they work, you come home, whatever, five, six o'clock, you got three or four hours together. And then, yeah. Yeah, that's not always easy. So it's let me hard. let me backtrack a little bit. So uh, you've been teaching 20 years in the high school. Uh, you've had the opportunity to teach at preschool and junior college, college level, it says. Uh, you've spoken at district, regional, and state conferences. 
we talk about that a little bit? Um, what, what have you spoken about? Is it educational topics? Is it, is it Spanish-based, curriculum-based? Uh, so when I talked, it was for TFLA, which is Texas Foreign Language Association. So it specifically okay. had to do with foreign languages. Um, generally speaking, I would keep it for all the languages. And um, the topic that I did, I've done, I've done what's an essay, which was one of my favorites. That was with a friend of mine mm. um, where I was teaching upper level Spanish and we had to teach what essays were. And I've taught native speakers, heritage speakers, and non-native and I had a lot of different questions, but the one year that stumped me was when I had one kid shakily raise his hand and say, Miss, what's an essay? Half through, halfway through my lecture on how to write an essay. I'm like, oh, you poor thing. <laughs> Let's back up. So how to teach that, because a lot of times foreign language teachers have to teach English concepts, the how to write an essay, how to, you know, grammar mm -hmm. and all this. Um, and then I did differentiation through project-based technology, project-based learning and technology. That one was the one that I did at the state level and the district, uh, regional level, excuse me. And then I also did, I sort of piggybacked off of someone else's ideas on how to teach vocabulary through stories. Um, I can't remember the name of it right now, but basically it's, it's something somebody else came up with, but I, I went into it in detail and gave some examples and helped people through it. But yeah, I do. I think my favorite thing is helping people and teachers are people too. And I really like talking, speaking. So again, Steve Green, this is the Make the Grade podcast. My special guest today, Sherry Howard, Professor Espanol. Is that correct? Professor Espanol, see. Yeah, pretty good, huh? Okay. Um, so we are talking, uh, you know, right now, maybe a little heavy duty, you know, the whole effect of the COVID as a parent, as a teacher. Uh, and, and I think this is an, a fascinating insight because, you know, I, I think there were pockets in the country that were more or less affected. But anywhere schools were shut down, it, it that was really the big common thing. Uh, and, you know, doing the podcast, doing a lot of live streams over the last three months, this is really where the feedback has been. Um, so I'm going to ask you a very leading question here. It's really a very self-serving question as well, frankly. Any interesting reading you were able to do <laughs> over yes. the last couple months? Yes, actually. Like a I book have or something? Maybe you were able to pick up somewhere? I have this book. It's called, I'm sure you guys, if you watch this podcast, have seen oh, that. Oh, look, I have a copy too. Can you believe oh, it? <laughs> Unbelievable. Unbelievable. Just dropped out of the heavens, I guess. Yes. I love, I love this book. Okay. So at 44 and I, I'm, I'm addicted to organization of time. I ever since, ever since I can remember, I've wanted to structure my time and I have read so many things and listened to so many books about how to structure time. And I've never found anything like I found in this, but that might not be what you're asking me about right now. No, no, I, no. I, I keep going. This is beautiful. Yeah. So um, I'm not sure how many of your listeners have the copy of this book, but basically there's this, it's really hard to tell. It doesn't look super sexy or anything, but when you, when you fill it out, it's um, amazing. So what, what Dr. Green has um, come so up what with. What she's referring to, if I, if I can oh, just interrupt for one, is um, the time management system. So Maxim Education, the book, my book, is, has three major premises, time management, information management, and creating a daily success plan. So Shari is kind of going a little bit more deeper into the time management. So tell us how it was useful for you, how you've been able to use it, work with it. Just give me some examples. I got to tell you, I, I'm weird. I like to write down my ideas. So I took 
No, no, it's very normal. It's good. I looked up the the web the the address and print it off. I'll print off a copy for every day. And I know that you don't have to. There are easier ways to do it, but that just helps me to write down every day what I want to do. Mm -hmm. um, I have been using this for what now? Probably I talked to you a week or two ago. I've been using it since then. And I would I would just like to say if if you when you work with this time management system the days that you do it are the days you're just, you're going to get so much accomplished and you're going to get the important things accomplished. So that I, I have never seen anything like this in my life. And everything seems so either so cumbersome or so basic, so cumbersome that it takes me way too long. And it just almost, I can't process it or so basic that it's, it's useless. Um, but this system, he said, go ahead and write your subjects down. So whatever you have, obviously Spanish. Why wouldn't you have Spanish? I'm just kidding. Math, English, whatever, right? <laughs> well, instead of subjects, I wrote down the areas of my life. I think um, Stephen Covey talked about writing down, you know, the important areas mm -hmm. of your life. So career and family and et cetera, et cetera. And I'll write down what's important to me in those areas. And then I'll go through and do the system the way that Dr. Green says to do it. And oh my goodness, it's, it's just revolutionary. If I want to get something done in a day, I will do the list from this book, Maximum Education, not list, but time management system. Oh, yeah. it's beautiful. So, so he, no, th this is, listen, I, first of all, I really appreciate it. And this is honest feedback. I, I, this was not why we did the podcast, but, but what I really want to point out is, is a couple of things you said. One is the simplicity, right? But if mm -hmm. it's too simple, it's useless. Mm -hmm. And the other end of that continuum is if it's too complicated, I mean, I've, I, 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 I'm a study, a sort of a, is something we have in common. Uh, you know, I'm sort of a student of this stuff, which is one of the things that led me to the book. But I, I have systems where you got to color code everything. And it, it's like, it's so complicated, nobody wants to do it. So this book was written, at least this edition of it, for students. So when they come home from school, or they're in school, or they're organizing their day, they have a plan. Because let's face it, the typical 13 or 15 year old is not the world's most organized human being most of the time. And not that a lot of adults are either, but that's the idea. So I wanted to keep it something that people would do. They wouldn't avoid, but I also wanted where they would get results because success breeds more success. Once you do it and it works, Hey, yeah, I'm going to do it again because eventually you're going to save time. You're going to get more done and it all kind of just spirals in a positive way and compounds on itself. Um, when you go back to school and you go back in August? Yes. Okay. Um, could, how do you, how would you see this being kind of functionally beneficial for you and maybe for your students, maybe for every yeah. student in Texas? Yeah, no, I, state. I have a lot to say about that because I think this topic that you addressed in the book, which is time management is one of the main topics, organization of time and materials. It is such a highly needed topic today. I don't know, I'm sure your listeners are aware, but I don't know how many people in general, parents, teachers included, are aware of how much time these students are taking on a daily basis devoted to school. They go to the full-time school, they get home, they have more homework, they may have a job, they may have clubs and leadership activities and volunteering yes, and whatever, right. it can it can be so overwhelming. I highly recommend this book to anybody who has from middle school up, get them started as soon as you can. Um, I'm, my daughter is going to be doing this next year. She's starting middle school, sixth grade. 
is middle school at the start of middle school in Texas. So she's starting middle school next year. And I'm going to have her start this from, from her sixth grade year. Um, and I do think there are a lot of college students, freshmen who are just shocked by the fact that they have time and they don't know what to do with it. And they need to have this book. Um, but yeah, I, I do think that this book is not just applicable to teachers and parents and students, but it's also applicable to somebody, anybody in a, any walk of life where you need to get things done, which I think is pretty much everybody. Um, I, I just, it's very translatable. It's very relatable, very simple and powerful. And I just, there are not many things in life that are simple and powerful, but this is. So well, I, I am going to publicly declare that you are the official number one fan of the book until somebody <laughs> can knock you off uh, that throne. No, this is uh, so if somebody is interested in getting the book, it's very easy. It's www.maximumeducation.net. One thing Shari alluded to is, it, and this works a little bit better in the Kindle version of the book, but there are actually links in the book, mm -hmm. hot links where you can click on them and it'll take you right to websites uh, and, and you can download or access a lot of, material and videos. And, and I got to be honest, they could be a little bit better organized, but it's all there. Um, and, and so on and so on. You can also get the book right on my website, which is makethegrade.net even better. And I'm not sure you knew this or not. And I'm going to give you some access to this. I have taken the book and turned it into a series of video courses where I am actually more or less teaching the principles in the book live. Uh, well, it's recorded, but it was recorded live. Uh, on video. So it's, it's a little bit of an easier way to do it. Um, let, let's, let's, uh, you know, I'm going to kind of wrap this up uh, at least in the next few minutes, but what, um, what do you, what do you, what kind of your takeaways moving forward? So, you know, we're, we're going to go, you got the summer. Okay. You got any exciting plans for the summer? Can we, can you even travel or anything down there? Yeah, I'm sorry if you guys can hear that. Somebody's mowing our lawn right now. That's, that's okay. <laughs> Wait a minute. Just for the audience, this is real life. This, <laughs> this is not in a vacuum. This is not pre-rehearsed. Yeah, no. This is not scripted. This is not whatever. This is not canned. So this is a real parent who I have a lot of respect for, A, as a teacher, B, as a parent. Um, so, yeah, it's okay. The grass grows whether we like it to or not. Um, so just, uh, you know, give, give me a little encapsulation you know future plans you're going to go back to school hopefully mm -hmm. it'll be more normalized i don't know if it'll anything yeah. change radically but um you know I, I, what are you looking forward to you know what, what do you kind of have uh down the horizon that way uh well i got for the summer you addressed um we're probably going to do if we do anything day trips and we might do the museum visits for those of you who don't know there are multiple museums worldwide offering online tours for free because of the coronavirus issue. So that's something I'm, I think my daughter and I are gonna do. Um, and then uh, and my daughter, my husband and I, excuse me, but we're doing it so that my daughter can see these places that she might not normally be able to see. Um, working with my daughter on these, these time management principles as she gets closer to middle school. And then I am teaching uh, Spanish two, three, three pre-AP and maybe AP, depending on what they're having us do next year. Um, and I have my master's degree. It's possible I'll go into leadership. I've done some leadership stints. Uh, so we'll see what happens. You never know. I'm starting a blog. I'll, I'll give you the deets once it gets going. Yeah, but, you know, perhaps, like perhaps even a podcast in your future. 
Yeah, I'll have to. I'll have to take in your footsteps. This is kind of fun. And by the way, my daughter's over here. Do you want to be? Okay. There's. I see. I see her. For those who are only listening, there is a daughter. Yeah. Very beautiful girl there. Hello. How are you? Good. Ah, well, that's good. See. Happy to have you there. Um. So let let's just to, to wrap this up. Let's kind of summarize what we talked about today. My guest. Shari Howard from the uh, great state of Texas, the Republic of Texas, formerly known as, right? Um, Shari is a career teacher, Spanish teacher, speaker, educational leader, and rabid fan of the Maximum Education book. Yes. All tremendous life qualities that everyone should aspire to. Um, but but I think what was telling today, and I thought I think it was very valuable, and I really appreciate your being forthcoming about it was your experience not only as a teacher but also as a parent in, in the crazy last three months or so that we all had mm -hmm. and um let, let me one question I, I forgot to ask you is what do you, what do you think and, and I, I i wonder about this as an educator uh i think some things are going to go back to quote unquote normal because there's always going to be school there's been viruses and flus and epidemics in the past and maybe none you know, as quickly onset as this one was, but um, what do you think is going to be the same? And what do you think is going to just have to be different? And, and if, if it is, is, is it going to be good or bad in terms of impacting our ability to teach? That's really where the rubber hits the road for us, right? Um, you know, I'm seeing things like in my school district where I live, they're talking about doing a split shift where they would actually have school from like seven in the morning till six at night and have like a seven to 1130 shift and at 1230 to six shift or something like that. And of course the teachers union is against it, but I, I get why. Um, but, but, you know, and space like putting like dividers in between desks and, you know, things like this, but, but wh wh where, where do you see this going? I mean, not that we have a crystal ball, but what do you think will be the same? What do you think will be different? Um, I think until there's a vaccine or some sort of some sort of solution, it's going to be an issue. And I, I do know what schools and, I, and you just said what your schools are in your area are doing in Pennsylvania, but mm -hmm. what they're doing in other areas of the world, you probably kept up with that too. But unless I'm misinformed, they're reducing numbers of students in classrooms. Yeah. Um, my concern thing. with that is that the, the funding, the government funding would have to go up for that to happen to hire the number of teachers that they would have to hire and it would have to happen quickly so that they could start already the hiring process. Um, so, so now we got politics sort of, involved, which is always uh, dicey. Yeah. I, I wish that we could, <laughs> I'm like, I'm all for the small business loans and not having to pay those back if you use them appropriately. And I'm like, could the education have some, if we need to do, if we need to have certain, um, protections in place for our students. Yeah, I, I, I didn't want to get political, but it is interesting that business has got a gazillion dollars, not, not incorrectly, but school's got zero. Did I yeah. Know? I don't think anybody's thinking August yet. I think that's why they're, they're just not thinking August, but when mm -hmm. August comes around and somebody decides that 15 is the max, that's going to be a, a big Especially issue. Especially down from 28 or 30 or whatever your exactly. norm is. Yeah. All right. Um, well, Steve Green, the Make the Grade podcast. What I try to do in this podcast is provide actions that parents and students can use right away to help to maximize your education. Some of that is through uh, kind of direct information. Some is through what I consider to be very interesting conversations like this. I would love to get your feedback. 
You can leave them in the comments under wherever you're listening to this podcast or on my social media uh, or at makethegrade.net. If you want maximum education, it is maximumeducation.net. Don't forget, there we go. Yes, proudly holding up her copy. Uh, don't forget also the Make the Great Success community, which has really been a great resource for people in the last couple months, is alive and well. You can uh, access that on the webpage as well. So do you have anything uh, you want to leave the uh, our listeners with today? Any closing thoughts? Um, I think, I know the struggle is real, but I think we all did the best we could. And, and as parents at home, educating your children through this whole time, I, I, we, all of us teachers want to say thank you for your partnership with us. We could not have done it without you. Um, so just, just keep up the good work and, and thanks for having me on. All right. Well, I appreciate you coming on and I appreciate your insights. Uh, we're going to wrap this up. I got four more parents lined up over the next four or five weeks with the interviews like this. But if anybody is interested in sharing their experiences, insights, uh, just let me know. I, I, I'm happy to have people on. And uh, this, is, this is a forum for this sort of discussion and, and presenting ideas this way. So to close it out, Steve Green, the Make the Grade podcast. We will see you next time. Thanks again, Shari, and everybody else. And we'll Bye. see you in the next episode. Adios. You've been listening to Make the Grade with the success doctor, Stephen Green. If you enjoyed this episode, be sure to subscribe. For more resources and support, please visit makethegrade.net.